Would you rather be able to regenerate but can be killed or not regenerate but can never be killed? I need to be mortal. I need to be mortal. <laughs> Why? Because one of my nightmare scenarios is 10,000 years from now when the earth is a barren wasteland and everyone is dead and I'm still not dying. And there's no air, there is no food, so I'm always hungry. There is no warmth because the atmosphere is gone. Like, that is a fucking nightmare for me. Just like, and there's no resources to then get your ass off of the planet because Mm -hmm. you can't build a rocket ship by yourself. So you'll take option one. Option one. And also I get to regenerate shit. And like, if it's, if if I can like do weird things with it, like I lop off one finger and grow two, like I could have some fucking weird fun with that. Couldn't we all, Adam? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I That's a gift for everyone. (laughs) That's a gift for most folks uh, on this planet. Uh, I I was going to say the same thing. I'd rather regenerate, but not for the weird dark version for you. (laughs) More just that, you know, the fact that I can regenerate seems pretty dope. Yeah. Let me tell you something. I get such bad sunburns that the idea of regenerating every time that my, like, if I don't wear a shirt at the beach, it does sunscreen does not matter. It is a non-factor. I am just bacon yeah. for the next four days, and yeah. then this would alleviate that. Yeah, and that would alleviate it, right? You just except, off a layer of skin. Except, it, I think it's probably heat damage. So that's fair. Yeah. So trolls, right? <laughs> so it's mean, not going to work. If we like troll rules, yeah, yeah, absolutely, it would not work. But like I do, I've always digressed to the fact that I will live a good life, not a long life. Like it's just been my my mantra here. Uh, so I'm okay the with The clock it. is fucking ticking. Yeah, so I'd, ra- I'd rather have regeneration to have that exciting life versus not. So. All right. Fair. Yeah. What about you? Um, I'm terrified of what the next two to three hundred years looks like on Earth. So mm. I also pick number one. Nobody here wants to live forever. I'm glad that we all would like to die at some <laughs> yeah, point in time. We yeah. are all okay with and, death. <laughs> and not and not in like the the tragic existential dread Dan way of I just want to die. Yeah. No. <laughs> More in the sense of let me live my life, but I would like to not be here at some point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, you know what would be cool too? And like I'm not saying I'm not saying that it would give you longer life, but if you regenerate, does that mean that your cells heal so you don't age? I could imagine, because you could just lob off and, like, grow a new one. Well, not even, like, you just, like, you never age. You never look older. You are technically older. Your heart's still going through the strain, and your your brain still, you know, is going through the chemistry. But, like, your face never looks older. You always get stuck in the body that you have, right? Well, I can also imagine that your organs would be able to replace themselves, too. So eventually, like, you would have a new... Kind of like how your cells are constantly replacing themselves, but, like, you're it's constantly replacing itself with the same age of cell. Because it's regenerating itself, right? So you would never have heart problems. You would never have health issues. You would never... You could smoke forever and never lose a lung. You know what I mean? Like, these are the things that you could take advantage of. Mm. You could live the sins of life without the repercussions of it. You'd never get another scar in your life. You could drink and your liver would be fine. Yeah. Fucking a! Just don't get smoked <laughs> by a car or something. No, 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 no. Hold on. Oh no, we haven't thought about this because there's the reproductive cycle that you would never get out of. Okay, but like you could still be killed. Yeah, but my point is that like to be biological about it, there's never menopause. There's like you're always stuck in the monthly cycle for women and for men. You don't have a maximum number or like a 
time limit on how long you can procreate. So oh you don't age God. out on that, right? I take it back. I don't want to have a period forever. <laughs> I don't want to do it. Well, here's the thing. Cut out my uterus. It'll grow something else. <laughs> it'll grow something else. <laughs> bladder number two. Yeah. I'd rather live with a second bladder than another uterus. Fair. That took a weird turn. Yeah, that, that went dark. Honestly, that was very well in depth. Like, I, <laughs> we, we thought about that pretty hard. <laughs> Welcome to the It's a Mimic podcast, where you never know what you're going to get. Welcome to another It's a Mimic episode, where we continue our conversation on monsters in Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition. I'm Megan, and with me today are Adam and Casey, and this episode is called Bigs Beat Bigs Bees. Bigs Bees. Bigs Bees. <laughs> Big Bees giant updates. Keep trolling, trolling, trolling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't think I didn't see that reference. <laughs> if you have to sing a title, I give it to Megan. Yes, thank you. <laughs> need people to keep listening, so don't ever give it to me. <laughs> In this episode of the It's a Mimic podcast, this panel of Dragon Masters is going to look... Nope. <laughs> dragon Masters. <laughs> See? That was wishful thinking. You're channeling I, your peps right I now. accept the title. <laughs> it is incorrect. <laughs> oh my goodness. In this episode of the It's a Mimic podcast, this panel of Dungeon Masters is going to look at two new kinds of trolls that can be found in Big Big B. Oh my god. Megan, you started it. I'm sorry. Big B presents Glory of the Giants, as well as a new ogre that is hiding in one of the D&D Beyond supplements. Before we go any further, I want to acknowledge that trolls were the one kind of giant creatures that you two didn't cover in the two seasons of your giant series because we'd already covered them in the regular series. Do you feel like you missed out? No. You don't no, give a shit fine. about trolls? Don't give a shit. They're so gross. Well, I, they, yeah. I mean, well, because like, I feel like the giants we covered went from like regal to shitty and then trolls are just like the shittier version. So I, yeah, didn't they, they get really wet and gross. Moist, yeah. yeah. The it, moistness. There's, is... there's a lot of that. Yeah, they're interesting, but I did not miss them on the giant series. Okay, agreed. Yeah. It's all right. <laughs> all right, I'm ready to get back into giants now. So let's jump into an info break. We've previously covered quite a bit in our discussion on monsters in fifth edition. For all of those episodes and more, you can follow or subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, and dozens of other podcast apps. And if you'd like to support us, you can donate through the website, check out our store, or join the Patreon and get access to other episodes and series. If you'd like to pay for some ad space on It's a Mimic, or just send a shout out to a friend, please reach out to us through our email and website that are listed in the show notes below. Tomorrow on the public It's a Mimic channels, Roman and Megan will return with more Legend of the Five Rings, where they're going to be talking, finally, about building characters for players to play. And then on Thursday, for bronze tier patrons and above, the next episode of Legend Lore will be released where we finish up our conversation on Waterdeep, this time addressing Dungeon of the Mad Mage. For now though, let's get back to the episode.
Alright, so obviously we're gonna be talking about two new trolls. So what we're gonna start off with today is just doing a little bit of a rundown and a rememorization of what a troll is within D&D 5th edition. Uh, it's gonna be pretty Cole's notes, but a couple of really neat details to remember as we go into a couple of these different variants. So the key thing to remember about trolls is they are ugly! Like, I very much keep in mind, like, every fantasy realm in existence has a version of a troll. Yeah. And they're always gross looking. Especially the internet ones. You know? It's fair. Troll, like, yeah, internet trolls, you know, you picture, like, those mongrels in the corner. Like, it's just not great. Within D&D 5th edition, there are some key points to note. Uh, that one, they do not have their own society. Two, they usually work in servitude to other more powerful creatures like true giants or orcs or, like, even our favorite hags. We love a good hag, right? However, even though they usually work for someone for the payment of food and treasure, they will always be the worst employees on the planet, since they are inherently chaotic evil. With that chaotic nature comes their weird ability to regenerate. Uh, so you can crush and smash up a troll, but they will end up healing quite quickly. And if you ever sever a limb, sometimes that limb will come up alive on its own and have a life of its own. And it will just replace that limb with something else. I found a new hilarious reason that I want to regenerate. Throw down. Yeah, just start lopping appendages at people. Oh, well, we'll, we'll get into that later. <laughs> <laughs> Which appendages, Adam? I mean, you know. Please stop throwing your dicks at people, thanks. <laughs> I wasn't Jesus, Megan. Well, I mean, it's early in the day. Alright, also to note, only acid and fire damage can leave a permanent scar or destroy the flying limbs. They're, this weird ability to regen is what actually creates their weird looking trolls over time. So remember how I said they're super gross? So like, let's say you cut off a hand or maybe a foot. It doesn't necessarily get to grow back a hand or it might grow back two hands. Like, in fact, if you cut off the head, it might grow two heads. So that's kind of how we get the idea of these like really gross looking nonsenses. Yeah, there's no plastic surgery going on here to no, like, no, no. smooth out the scar. <laughs> no, they're, they're living their best life with whatever they regrow, you know? Uh, in fact, in the Monster Manual, there is a section for what happens to the limb of a monster um, should it be severed. Like, if the troll takes over 15 points of damage in one go, you can roll a d20 for the result of what happens during the regen. So, for example, 11 to 14 will sever a leg. Nice. So they have a table for that. It's built in for trolls. Uh, if you want to go up against one, they are a CR5, and this is mostly because of the, of, of, you know, their regen capabilities. So you will be hacking away at these pretty slowly unless you are able to hit them with the right kind of damage, which mentioned is fire or, um, acid damage. Stats-wise, uh, that heal is a 10 points per round. Every round they'll heal 10 points. Other than that, they are very simple creatures with a multi-attack with its mouth and hands. That's pretty much it. Multi-attack with its mouth. Yeah, um, 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 um. Alrighty. Uh, but before we dive into the extra trolls that we can find within the Bigsby's bo Giants book. Bigsby's. Bigsby's. I'm never gonna. <laughs> <laughs> my friend's cat's name is Bigsby. Oh, is that what it is? <laughs> and she doesn't even want listen to this podcast. <laughs> She's not going to appreciate it. Uh, but anyways, before we get into the new trolls, I want to mention that the lore they give within this book is actually a little bit delightful. So the Coles notes is that they are born from the blood spilt from the god Vaprak. Vaprak? Vaprak. 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 Who also uh, was thought to have been birthed from the blood spilt by Anam himself. So that's how it kind of ties into giants, right? 
The thought here is that trolls are born from the desire to live and exist as a whole. So it's kind of like that weird, I want to be alive, I want to be alive. Like that feeling is manifested within these creatures who are born from the blood of giants. Well, that's sad. Isn't it? Yeah. Like, and like, that's not written anywhere in the monster manual of fifth edition. This is very specific from what I could find. Yeah. It's not even in Volos where you get all the weird, you get the weird giant shit in yeah, Volos, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, it was very like, it was, but it was neat to read. Um, but yeah, at the end of the day, I feel like this is why the trolls regen and have some of the strangest mutations depending where and when they are injured. That's also mentioned. So basically saying that the environment in where their limbs are lobbed off will actually impact the mutations of the creations. So I think that's something that you can take advantage of as a DM, depending on the environment that these creatures are m murdered in, uh, will impact how they regen. Okay. Ooh, that's cool. So you could kind of track where, if if the troll has been alive for quite some time, yeah, you can like track where it has come from based on like the weird mutations it has. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's fun. Kind of like a tree <laughs> has its rings, you know. The the troll cut the have, troll open and see how long it is. See where it's been, you know. <laughs> see how many lives it's lived. <laughs> All right, but that's it for our basic troll. So uh, I know we're going to cover a couple of different things today. Do we want to roll dice to see who goes first? Yeah, but I should probably just go last. I don't have trolls. That's fair. Between Casey trolls, and I, so. do you want to roll okay. dice? Who goes yeah, first? Yeah, let's roll. Okay, grab that guy. Oh, oh we both rolled 18. So we're going to re-roll. Roll off. Give her. Oh, we traded dice. We switched yeah. dice and oh. I rolled a Casey <laughs> dice. So I'm going to roll that again. Uh, Casey got an 18 again, and I rolled a 16. So, Casey, you're going to go first. Oh, my goodness. All right. So, the troll mutate occurs when a troll is exposed to the corrupted alien energy or strange magic that can emanate from the Underdark or near the gate to the Far Realm. The Far Realm is a plane of madness existing beyond the known planes of reality, where monsters like Beholders, Illithids, Aboliths, and Nothics are said to originate from and characters may have connections with the great old one, Warlock Patron, which is connected there, too, just for a fun fact. Hmm. The exposure results in mutations, typically elongated necks, sprouted wings, extra limbs or eyes, or they could gain ma magical resistance or psychic abilities. The book outlines four mutations to be chosen when a troll mutate is created, and depending on which one, it gains a new trait. And so we'll go over those in a moment. But getting into this stat block, these trolls are large giant size and typically chaotic evil with a CR of 7. They don't have a huge pool of hit points with an average of 95 and won't necessarily be hard to hit with an AC of 16 for natural armor. But with the classic troll regeneration ability, they will be harder to kill Anyway. Yeah. Yeah, you can't tell how beefy it is based on it, like, hit points. Not with a troll. Yeah. No. Yes. Um, and they do have a 30-foot speed, which won't gain them any advantage, as that's the usual player speed. And they do not have any resistances or immunities in their stat block, unlike the troll amalgam, which, Megan, you're going to talk about. Yeah, yeah. They have um, none. They have no resistances whatsoever. Nope. Interesting. It's empty. Um, but they do speak giant and have telepathy of 60 feet, which makes me curious of what they would actually say in your head. <laughs> <laughs> 
because they are actually decently intelligent with a plus three modifier. Holy shit. But they are not nearly as wise. <laughs> um, really, their highest stats tell you that they are meant to fight because it's strength and con at plus four. Um, con saving throw being plus seven. But that, that intelligence modifier is interesting. Um, so let's get into their abilities and actions a little more. Um, like I mentioned, you choose at random one of four body mutations that give the troll mutant a new trait. So the first one is elastic body. It's called amorphous, and it allows the troll to move through space as narrow as one inch without squeezing. It essentially has no bones. It acts like an ooze. That's yeah. fun. Disgusting. The second is Spell Scarred. It has magic resistance with advantage on saving throws against spells and other magical effects. And this is the only way they do have a resistance ability. Okay. Next is Psionic Mirror. And it they have Psychic Rebuke. So if the mutant takes psychic damage, each creature within 20 feet also takes that damage. Wow. And then there is Winged. If it's given wings, it then has a fly speed of 30 feet. So this is where they will have speed advantage over a player. Their regeneration ability is 10 hit points at the start of its turn, unless it takes fire or acid damage. It can only die if it starts its turn with 0 HP and can't regenerate. If it starts its turn with 0 HP and does regenerate, it randomly gains a mutation it doesn't already have. Oh my Yay. god. Holy shit. Up to a maximum of four mutations. That's pretty cool. So here is where the book doesn't specify if this means it also gains the trait that comes with that ability. But oh, that's what yeah, we yeah, assume, yeah, yeah. right? That's absolutely. absolutely. Okay, yeah, yeah. that's what you're... Because I made the same noise when I read that. <laughs> It's like, because it's like, you're, it's like the whole like boss battle of like, it's not its final form. It rises yeah. as something different when, and, with a new ability. And, yeah. And yeah. then, yeah. Yeah. So that, okay, good. Good. I'm glad we're all on the same page there. <laughs> um, and when entering combat, they do have multi-attack where it can make two rend melee attacks per turn. I had to look up what this meant. <laughs> Adam, you probably do, but I was like, I don't know what a rend is in an attack but uh, it's one of it's listed as their main melee attack yes yeah. but like i didn't know if whether that meant like is that a weapon because like if it was longsword it would be written longsword so i was like rend interesting yeah no it's it's just it's just whatever they want to call it to beef it up so it's not just claw or fist every single time right so yeah, yeah. if it's particularly nasty they'll give it slasher or rend or some it, Fancy descriptive name, which it's still just the same thing. So. Okay, fair. Yeah, with the with the art that ac accompanies the troll mutate, I imagine this to be usually being like a vicious claw attack yeah. of some kind. That's where I landed on that. Yeah, I can't see it because you got the book upside down, but there's definitely more words under rend than there is under a basic like longsword attack, which means there's more shit to it, so yes. it gets a neat name. Yeah. That's the idea. That's fair. All right. Um, nonetheless, it still has a five foot reach, but it has a 15 foot reach if it has elastic body mutation. Cool. Um, wow. <laughs> so again, <laughs> surprise. Like, it's like, just 
fucking like... stretch Armstrong there. <laughs> Ew, uh... Yeah, and um, it can do decent damage of 2d10 plus 4 slashing plus 2d8 force damage. Um, and it has multi-attacks, so it can potentially do that twice. So if you are within 5 to 15 feet of it, like you will take some serious damage in one round. Finally, it has a psychic burst that has a recharge of 5 to 6. Now this is an action ability that like all of them have, any mutation. Um, it can unleash a wave of psychic energy, causing each creature within 30 feet to make a DC 14 intelligence saving throw. This is why they have a stat in intelligence. Mm -hmm. And it deals 8d6 psychic damage on a failed save or half on a success. So that's a surprise little nugget in there. What's, and that's the, it. what's the CR of this thing? Um, seven. seven. Yeah. So... I think the average troll is a five. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's going to be beefier. The more shit you give it, the stronger it's going to become. The thing, it's like the thing, if you don't figure out what its thing is, which is the fact that when it regens, it doesn't just regen. It comes back stronger than it once was. Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. like, <laughs> you didn't even flinch at my once. <laughs> I edit every one of your fucking episodes. <laughs> the hoomsts. And shit, it's just, it's just part of, it's the static in the back of my brain that I've learned to live with. Wumpst, wormst, whomst. It's, 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 it's when you get real creative, it's the winst that I start to fucking lose it. You're welcome. That's what I love about you. Hey, that's fair. Is that everything on but the stat yes, block? Yes, yeah. that is it. We have concluded. So let's talk about it. Amazing. Um, do we want to roll some dice? Yes, yeah. please. All right. I'm going to take your yellow dice. I want to okay. be included. <laughs> All right. So I have 14, Casey, 10, 10, and then Adam with a seven. I want her to be included. <laughs> <laughs> there, there. <laughs> All right. So for, for we're going to start off with a couple of role-playing inspirations. So that's kind of like your clue for this little section here. I want to talk about what it'd be like to role-playing tips for a DM on this one. When you were talking about the fact that it has, like, the intelligence, not the wisdom, it can communicate but can't quite communicate, I feel like this is going to be one of those creatures that will just repeat what you're saying to it. Ah, uh, yeah. To be really annoying to mm. you. And it would be, and because it might have multiple heads, or, like, what have you, it might be repeating in stereo. <laughs> the, the moment you combine this with the dire troll, which is the one that grows extra limbs and more shit and yeah. stuff as well, and you start to mash these things together, could you imagine this thing coming at you with four long, elongated necks with the heads all just wobbling and babbling and that psychic static you would have in your head? Yeah, you have it? this constant hum noise going yeah. on in the background as it's like running towards you with its like eight legs because I just had to make that number because spiders. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. And that yeah. sounds fucking frightening. I, don't, I always find this more frightening when you have an odd number of legs. When it's 11 legs, that's weirder. Did that extra, like, limb hanging off? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the child's, like, can't quite touch the ground, but it's still trying to run. Oh. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> I hate it. The visual is awful. But yeah, what about you? Um, the visual on it, well, I like when it has multiple mutations. So I feel like you would have to allow it <laughs> To take enough damage to get some extra mutations, mm -hmm. I would say. Um, because when it has the wings, it reminds me of, like, a really fucked up gargoyle. So I imagine utilizing this as some sort of twist in, like, a adventure that you're going into 
a castle or an ancient like mansion that has gargoyles on the outside. So it's just mimicking the gargoyles. Yeah. Yeah. And then something starts starts talking in your head and you don't know what it is. And then it's one of the gargoyles is actually one of these things just hanging out on the ledge. Mm. <laughs> See, I'm so suspicious of this book because of the AI art, right? In this book specifically, I'm yeah. so suspicious. You're a little bit nervous about it. So the fact that the their legs have one extra joint and that's nowhere in the lore and the wings are upside down and the neck is twisting, but it, which way is it supposed to be facing? It's not yeah. entirely clear. Yeah. Now, part of that's just probably the elongated bits that they're trying to show you that it's rubbery and it's... But I'm so suspicious. This wasn't one of the things that they're like, this was AI. They didn't so. flag it as one of the things yeah. it was, yeah. No. So, but, like, I'm suspicious of every piece of art now. Yeah. So, I, yeah, lo I look at it... those aren't actually functional wings that they're since they're upside down. Yeah, but I look at it and I go, that's really fun because you got to imagine that there's going to be... When the arm gets lopped off, it's not an arm that grows back. It's just a stubby hand from the wrist down out of the shoulder. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, like, based on this art, I'm thinking that the things are growing back wrong. Yeah. Too, which is a lot of fun. Like a knees backwards or yeah. what have you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and imagine that you have... Just running in circles with a backwards knee. <laughs> oh my god. I hate it. But say you, like, lobbed off one and one lost one of its legs, and so then the party is like, yes, like, it's crippled now, and then it just, like, sprouts out the wings. Yeah. And then just comes off the ground and starts flying towards you. The, but the, if you lop <laughs> off its legs and from those stumps, the wings grow. It, so it's flying it's upside hanging. down. Hanging. Yeah. <laughs> slashing it. Yeah. Like, that's the kind of cool, weird shit that I would do with this. But when it comes for, for like, role-playing for me, the plot hook that I want to have is that you find a wing and nobody knows what the fuck it's from. It's one of the limbs that got lopped off, but you're not expecting it to be troll yeah you just yeah. find a wing right <laughs> yeah. or you find um a green arm that's four times longer than it should be right and like just weird mm -hmm. the other really creepy thing that i like about it is if you've got the amorphous thing which we kind of just skimmed over these limbs that get lopped off can all themselves squeeze through these tiny little spaces which means while you are asleep in the tavern at night the troll that you killed, its arm sneaks through the keyhole. Yeah. And unlocks the door. For revenge. <laughs> and the rest of the limbs just, like, start hopping in, right? Oh, gross. Yeah. 100%. Gross. Uh, in terms of exploration, and talking about the exploration pillar a little bit, um, I, I feel like if you were to have one of these somewhere, you would find what would be, like, a large nest of them. Um, because they've all like conglomerated together to be mm -hmm. like my my fellow man again. The intelligence being like, oh, you're like me. I'm like you. Let's hang out, <laughs> right? So to your point, yeah, you're gonna find a limb or a leg as you're wandering around to like as the exploration pillar. Like that's how you're gonna end up finding them. But when you come through, you're gonna come into like a nest of them and like a group of them living together. Like normally, trolls again don't have communities. I feel like because these ones are intelligent enough, they may have created some kind of a community for themselves. Not one that's necessarily functional, because they're chaotic as fuck. Mm -hmm. But then for the exploration pillar, you again, what I mentioned before, where there's this loud hum that's going through. As you get closer to this cave or this cavern to where they're like living or a swamp, what have you, um, 
you're going to have this low hum that's constantly happening. That's going to start causing you psychic damage as you get closer and closer. And you're going to expect something bigger and badder than something like this. But again, a full horde of them together in one spot is going to be a lot harder to kill than a singular one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? when they all look slightly different. And then you do, say, an AoE attack on them, and then they rise and they look different again and they're more powerful. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> right? Or, like, there's a town that's been, like, killing these things off, like the trolls in the fields. Oh, we've gotten rid of them, it's fine. But no, no, there's a cavern somewhere within these hills where they have all, like, the hills have eyes shit is what I'm kind of thinking of here. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. I think we've talked about this, so I knew you were going to cringe. Ugh. But that's kind of what I think of, right? That they're, they're, these are the beasts you're going to find within the hills that are hiding in the dark. I, I During Fright I was talking about how I was a clown at Fright Nights. The first year I was there, I was a, a mutant mountain man. Ugh. And the, we had prosthetics, and like I, I was like hunchback. And like It was gross. But like, hey, you know the one movie that you should watch is The Hills Have Eyes? I wasn't ready for that scene. Mm-hmm. I wasn't ready for it, and it really <laughs> caught me off guard, and it's one of about the three movies that I can't rewatch. Yeah, I don't think I've rewatched it since I saw it the first time. Yeah, I mean, incredibly effective, and I understand why people love it, because it is a great horror movie for the other 95% of the movie. Yeah. But that there's just one part that I don't, I'm not going to sit through again. No, hard pass. Yeah. What about you, Casey, there. for exploration purposes? Um, I kind of like, like, building off of, you know, these, you might use them as, um, potential, not necessarily guards in front of the door, but they're lurking around the front of some sort of mansion, like gargoyles. I like the idea of them hanging out there because maybe some sort of evil entity recognized their psychic ability and was like, hey... I'll let you hang out out here. You just, like, deter people from entering. And so they're kind of your first layer of creature. And their abilities gives you insight on, like, much more powerful psychic abilities of the big baddie, the guy inside. I'm now thinking of, like, a wizard's tower. Yeah, like, my mind went to wizard or, yeah, lich or something that... But when you look closer, they have, like, an extra limb. Yeah. It's kind of like looking at AI art, you know? (laughs) You're like, why does it look weird? (laughs) Yeah. It just gives me a headache to look at for too long. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, and, like, we know, like, the red wizards did a lot of just, like like morphing and crazy shit with mm-hmm. combining different creatures. So I feel like that these could kind of roll into that and be something they're interested in. I love the idea that you kill him and then and he goes down just like a bitch. Like you just knock him down and he doesn't regen nothing else. He goes down. You're like, oh I guess that was a green tinned ogre. Alright, like that's fine. And then like four sessions later he's like sitting in the bar and he's got you know, two arms growing <laughs> on the left side. Hanging out, yeah. Yeah, and you just, he's a recurring henchman that you keep fighting. He's like, oh, fuck you guys again. And then, like, four levels later, he's back, but now he's got wings. <laughs> just, just kept getting weirder and weirder and weirder until you have added so much shit because why wouldn't you put gills on this guy? Like, just keep going. Just, just fucking yep. go nuts. He's, now he's a centaur. <laughs> like, just fucking go crazy. One hoof. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and, and now he is just, and he's gargantuan sized and is the big villain that you've got to fight at the end that you've just been, every time you beat him, he goes down, face down in the mud and then wakes up three minutes later when the party's moved on and goes, ow, ow. And then something sprouts out of his chest, right? Yeah. Like, fuck those guys. (laughs) Yeah. And finally, like. Eight interactions later, you realize that you can use fire on it. (laughs) 
DMs just like, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, it took a long time. <laughs> the very first mutation I would give him would be immunity to fire and acid. <laughs> Let's be done with this. Yeah. <laughs> For my environmental thing, imagine that he's bleeding all over the place. They get cut. And now that blood infects the plant life and the soil and the water and the rocks. And so you've got rocks that are now growing suddenly out of nowhere, regenerating quartz out of the side of it. Or you've got plants that there are roses blooming from the trunk of this tree. Mm. And it's just, it's being infected by the essence of this mutate. That's right. cool. That and does play on their like the lore of the fact that they're birthed from blood. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, every time that you hit it and it bleeds, the ground gets weird. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, the all of the grass is just covered in tiny little toadstools. And just, like, just changing the nature of the environment. But you can do that in a big way. If he bleeds into the water, all of the fish now you have three eyes. They're all blinkies, right? Like yeah. They're, you can end up with two-headed crocodiles and shit now. Like, and it, with that intelligence, and he survives the encounter, he might start doing it on purpose. And now you've got kobolds he's captured, or goblins, or something that he is, drink my blood! Yeah. <laughs> right? Drink this, it's good for you. <laughs> he like, picks, up, picks up a kobold in one hand, does the Simba across the forehead with the thumb, <laughs> and suddenly another head grows out of the forehead, right? Oh, gross. Oh, man. That kind of bleeds into, yeah. like, my combat inspiration for this whole process, because we're going to go into that next, is I like, again, I would use the mutation, the fact that when it goes down, it mutates again, and it's intelligent enough in my mind that if the first time that happens, then it's going to happen again. Mm-hmm. So I feel like they would be like, no, go ahead and kill me. So yeah. it would let you kill it the first time. How do you think that it's smart enough to play dead? Like, <laughs> yo, he goes down in a, in a spray of blood, and he's just like... Closed, like his eyes are closed, going, Don't poke me, don't, don't poke me. Ah, <laughs> oh, fuck, they're looting. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just like, Wait, just give me just give me 10 more minutes and I'm gonna rock your world. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it would be, yeah, again, like I just feel like they're intelligent enough that that's something that they're able to do. Yeah, and so you take advantage of that as a DM and like allow them to like go down once or twice and then just have that bigger battle. Like, it's not a long standing battle, but I feel like, again, I think this is one of those great. Final battles of an episode that just feels like it's unending because yeah. they haven't figured out the trick yet. Mm-hmm. And like, and it, it, there could be an exploration piece going into this that like you might be going into a bog, but really you're not seeing any poisonous flowers. You're not seeing anything acidic. Like the water is actually clear and clean, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's not going to live in a place where it's going to be surrounded by things that might destroy it. Well, that's why it's, you guys fought them in geysers. Yeah, right? I was say the wet areas, right? So that the fire yes. will not exist. So that could be an added into the exploration period, like pillar going into the combat piece right does this mutate say anything about the fire or acid anywhere in the lore of the stat block Um, because if it doesn't say it then it doesn't apply yeah let's see here it would be under immunities or or um resistances or vulnerabilities or it would be one of the traits I don't think it does. Yeah, no, I don't. Yeah, the only place it says is around the regeneration piece. Yeah, okay. It says if the mutate takes acid or fire damage. Okay, okay, this trait, so it is there. But yeah. it actually doesn't list it in as like a vulnerability. vulnerability I always in the thought that block. it should. It right? should yeah. because like, does that mean? Well, does the vulnerability mean that it would take double damage from yeah. something? Yeah. Like I mean, I, the vulnerability doesn't necessarily negate yes, right. it take twice the amount of right. damage. Like, sorry, like, so I, I agree. I don't think it needs to be a vulnerability. It just means that the damage you're doing is actually legitimate damage. Yeah, it's effective. 
Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do you have any combat yeah. tactics, Casey? Um, I was kind of interested. We're talking about lopping off limbs and stuff. Like, what if somebody decided, like, the first time this creature goes down to just hack off a whole bunch of stuff? I like how, like, people in the internet are probably like, I would never do that. But there are, we will. Yeah. We as players will hack off limbs at some point in time. <laughs> yeah. Cha- chaotic evil in the name of good. <laughs> yeah. <I know. laughs> totally. So say you, you know, you are, like, victorious, it goes down, you're crazy barbarian or weird wizard, sorcerer, whoever. It's always a weird wizard or sorcerer. Yeah. Starts taking, a, taking blood, taking a wing, taking a hand, or whatever they're going to take, and then you move, like, half a day down the road and set up camp for the night. And then in the middle of the night, this super fucked up creature... <laughs> That somewhat resembles what you just fought comes back with even more abilities, mm-hmm. and then you have round two before you get a long rest. Like I want to buy, <laughs> I want to buy two troll minis and then use clay to to have a different version of it. Yeah, right? that makes sense. Like I did, like to add on to that, I think it would be fucking hilarious because you know that the weird wizard or weird sorcerer, because that's always the case. Uh, is going to see the fact that it has regeneration capabilities, be interested in that, take its blood for research purposes, not knowing that eventually that blood is going to turn into something. Yeah. 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 And, like, say when that creature shows up and is in proximity of, like, the bag or the bag of holding that that stuff's in, that also just causes some fuckery. <laughs> You're going to break everything in this bag. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you... What happens when you drink the blood? I feel like you would... You would have a mutation. Yeah. The DM would roll on a table and you would gain something and 90% of it's not good. (laughs) I feel like you would also then have like, again, like the, the weaknesses to fire and acid as a result. Yeah. Like it would change, it would genetically mutate you. Yeah. So you now have a weakness to acid and fire damage. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. I would make that a vulnerability. Yeah. And not a regen thing. Otherwise, you've got a player that can't die. Yeah. So. No, absolutely. Yeah. It would be like if you get hit with fire damage, you take double damage. My my combat for this guy is that he's going to retreat. He knows that if he lives another day, he will come back stronger. Yeah. So he is going to go in for the kill. And by the time that you reduce him to 50% of the hit points, you're going to turn around and flee. And he's he's smart enough to know that. Mm -hmm. So let him go. They're the super saiyans of the D&D world. Yes, and so would they be smart enough not to um, have that going through, say they have multiple heads, going through their mind, and then depending on the party, somebody actually hears them negotiating with themselves? Oh my god, could you imagine that conscious conversation? It's like, we should yeah. flee! <laughs> and then another one's not like, yet. no, we almost got not them! Yet. come on. Yes. At least one. I can imagine them picking you off one by one, like killing one of you, focusing down one, yeah. killing that person, then letting the party kill it. Coming back stronger, killing the next person in the party. If the thing has two heads, and like one is growing out of its back on this long ass neck, and then one is on its shoulders like normal. Yeah. Is it gonna beg its followers to cut it in half between the heads so it gets two bodies and now there's two of them? Ooh, creepy. Creates its own army of itself. Yeah. Holy shit. Fucking A. Yeah, I'm into it. I love it. That is actually the opposite of what a troll amalgam is. <laughs> Oh. Never mind then. Cutting itself in half and creating more? No, that's not what this one does. Was this just super gluing more trolls? One hundred percent. Oh, okay. <laughs> so it is literally what it sounds like. It took me a long time to think that 
amalgam was a different word that did not just mean amalgamation of something. That's the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. It just took me a while to be like, what is this word? What is this strange (laughs) amalgam? Amalgane? No, it's just amalgamation, but it's troll amalgam. Uh, So it is multiple troll parts fused together in a large heap. This can happen if a large number of trolls are slain in one place so their bodies fuse together. Jesus. So let's say there is a large battle of some sort and a number of these are slain. Days later, only one will rise, but it is all of them put together. Oh, God. So if you look at the art in Big Bees. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. It is a thing of nightmares. Uh, It has many faces, many arms, many legs, all jumbled into one mass of troll non-sensory. So this can also happen by magical means. So there are, there is like a thing where the followers of uh, Vaprek will actually perform rituals to bring the body parts together so they fuse into one avatar of their god. Mm. That's Mm. fucking... Fucked up. Yeah, this is weird. It's like, it's the troll version of like a rat king. 100%. Um, the other main frightening things about these is that um, they have a lot of limbs. So if you were to run away from it or try to escape faster than it can chase you, it will take one of its body parts off of itself and throw it at you. <laughs> and that part also will eventually grow into a troll itself. Please, def- oh. p- please define body part. Any body part. Well then. And this is the grossest part when you think of what body part it throws. Yeah. So stats wise... The way it works is it's called fling limb, and it can and they can do this three times per day. So whatever limb it wants, it is a ranged attack that will cause damage and require a save to not be grappled by the said limb. Oh god! And then it will just take continuous damage until you save your save. That that changes some of the parts I would have been throwing if it could grapple. That's fair. Yeah. I- <laughs> The limb itself does have the same stats as a regular amalgam, other than it does have a slower speed, lower hit points, and is now considered medium size as opposed to its gargantuan giant size. It's gargantuan? Yeah, so now we're going to get into like a couple of the regular stats of it. So these are fast as fuck gargantuan (laughs) giants who have a speed of 60. They are chaotic evil creatures that have legendary resistance, magical resistance, and of course it has its regen capabilities. I'm sorry, it just occurred to me that this thing doesn't run after you. It sticks it all of its limbs out in a cartwheel. Cartwheels, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. 100%. yeah. <laughs> um, and along with the regen condition, uh, which again, it's the same thing. It it only means that fire and acid damage can of course cause permanent damage. But the death condition for it is that it has to be killed with more than 20 hit points below zero with fire or acid damage or it will regen. So it's not the same as the one you spoke to where as long as it can't regen the next round, it will, it can. This one has to be at zero and then take 20 after that. In a single hit or like by the next turn? Single, by by its next turn. Okay. Yeah. So... But it's going to take your team a while to figure that out. Yeah. Unless it's your, like, barbarian that hits it for, like, 60 damage in one go. But it has to be doing that with fire. Yeah, exactly. Or, like, again, like, it might be a fireball that kills it, but it still then has to go below 20 again. So save your meteor swarm for when it's got three hit points left. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Whoa. So with those things in mind, it is easy to decipher that this thing is a higher CR sitting at a CR 17. (laughs) So in general, they are very hard to kill and deal with, um, and the battle I imagine would be very long and very fucking chaotic. Yeah. But that is a troll amalgam. Fuck around. Yeah, and find out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
So imagine your little posse of troll mutates yep. getting hacked up Ooh. on the battlefield, and then it becomes part of this. Yeah. So it's going to be then, like, again, to your point, Adam, where you said the previous one would be cutting itself in half to make multiples. These would, this would be like, no, no, I'm going to cut these things off to make myself bigger. But you have so many other kinds of trolls. Like, you've got venom trolls that are spitting poison, and you've got rock trolls that have a necrotic aura to them. You could like, basically make the TM out of trolls. Yeah, there's so much shit. Yeah, like, this would be your big bad evil guy if you wanted to. And yeah. it would just, you would have every stat block from any kind of troll and yeah. just be able to throw whatever. It's like, oh, well, this limb is this. I'm also imagining now, because Adam, you mentioned the fact that it rolls to move. Yeah. I'm imagining, like, the Indiana Jones dungeon crawl. Yes. They're trying to leave, and all of a sudden they're being chased by this giant ball of That's limbs awesome. and heads. Yeah. Holy yes. mother of God. All right, well, on that note, let's roll some dice. <laughs> I rolled a 20, apparently. Nice. <laughs> I am never going to get to participate in this. <laughs> this is the Me and Casey show anyway, because we're talking about giants. Yeah, yeah. You're here on invite. Yeah. Here's a ribbon for participation. <laughs> yeah, you get a ribbon at the end of the game. Aw. All right, so of course we're talking about role play at first. Um, I would find that like rumors you might hear about this in a role play like environment would be that there is a monster at the top of the mountain, but no one can discern what it is because it looks different every time you see it. So if you're going into a town that has a monster that's constantly attacking it or taking its like eating the food that's around it, like their livestock or what have you, every time someone sees it and you go to investigate, they're going to tell you that it looks like something different. They're going to be like, oh my God, it was this really tall man, but it looked like he had six arms. And then the next person you talk to is going to be like, oh my God, I saw this thing and it had two heads and like at least four legs. And you're like, what the fuck? And it's like 30 feet fucking tall. Yeah. And it's just, it looks different every single time you talk to somebody, it's going to look slightly different. Yeah. So, um, and I feel like that's going to be your good like hook when you go into an adventure or maybe just a one shot is the investigation to find out what it is that's attacking this town. And you're not going to expect a troll. Right? Because if you're playing a one-shot or you're playing, like, a shorter campaign, you're going to expect, like, a more fun, bigger, big, bad, evil guy. Mm -hmm. But then they're going to think, oh, it's just a troll. How exciting. And you're like, no, no. This thing's a CR-17. Like, (laughs) it will fuck you up. Yeah. (laughs) Totally. Yeah. We have to have it rolling. That's just, that's a given now. That's what it will do. It's motional, yeah, it's going to be rolling. It makes the title of the episode funnier, and I didn't realize it. Yes! (laughs) Totally. Yeah, I laughed That's a happy accident. <laughs> they see me rolling. They yeah. hate him. <laughs> and building off of um, what you said, Megan, say uh, like villages at the bottom of a mountain or a large hill or whatever, there are moments where they hear rumbling and they've they are told that you go inside and hide when the rumbling happens because it's this thing coming down to... <laughs> rolling down the mountain. And it, it's coming and it like, it's just this dark mass. Mm-hmm. Like nobody can actually discern what it is. It's just this giant dark mass. Everybody takes cover and it comes in and like takes all of the horses, right? yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's just got... It's like we don't we don't even try to do anything about it. We just hide. Oh, and I could see like the witness of like one of the villagers would be that it rolled down and he he stayed out for the evening by accident and watched this thing like roll over top of a horse and just sit. 
And, like, they kill it and absorb it into itself. Yeah. And there's just that that wet smacking sound of all of the mouths. Squelching. The squelching. <laughs> There'd be crunching. There's bones. Absolute bone crunching. Yeah. And, like, even their own bones crunching as, like, they're trying to wrap around and mm. grab onto things. And then they roll on it and they just, like, don't care. It's yeah. like, let's just break our own arms, but we got it. So we it's fine. We can do this. It's fine. <laughs> Yeah, and it just, it gets to live because these, like, the closest village is too terrified to do anything about it. Yeah. Okay. So for (laughs) role-playing, I'm going to take it in a little bit of a different direction. I really, really don't like how all of the alignments are typically something now. Yeah. Like, chaotic evil. Like, just fucking lean into it. (laughs) But for this guy, I want it to be typically because I want... 11 of the 12 heads to be evil as fuck. And Jerry in the back <laughs> oh God. is hey lawful guys. good. <laughs> and he's the one that you need to talk to. Yeah. He's the one that has the next clue for the quest that you're on. Oh so my you God. can't, you got to go there when it's Jerry's turn to stay awake overnight. Like it's, he's on watch. Yeah. Because like you should never be able to sneak up on this thing. It has too many heads. Yeah. Right. They can't all be sleeping at once. So, I yeah. I love the idea of there being that one that you've got to talk to, and you have to sneak up in the back and be like, Psst, "Jerry, is that you?" It's like, no, "No, I am Grognar," and then you got to just fucking run and come back again tomorrow and try. <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay. Not two a.m. to three a.m. We'll try three a.m. to four a.m. tomorrow. Right. Yeah. So. Well, because there are other trolls where it does specifically say that if one head is asleep, the other one is awake. There's, yeah. There's some enemies that are like it yeah. doesn't say that here for this one particular. No. But I know that there are for other trolls. So I know it exists for trolls. Yeah. I'm absolutely going to... Lean into it. Yeah. It's CR-17. That little detail is not going to change how difficult this is. Yeah. No, absolutely. For exploration... Let's lean into the rolling for a hot minute. (laughs) You're going on a mountain and there's these like slides. These natural looking slides where this thing just rolls down the mountainside. Or you go into like, like like a valley or a hill or a grassy area. And you just see this path that it would take to roll around and like it just lives and exists in peace because nothing can fucking kill it. Um, But other than that, I feel like, again, these things are probably going to live and they're going to like stay within its nest. I can imagine what its nest would look like would just be a bunch of body parts that it is collected and sifted through to try and find the better body parts for it to take and like represent and mimic in some way, shape or form. So it will never get rid of a body. So it will always, if it kills you, if it doesn't absorb you, it pulls you into its lair. So its lair is going to be filled with these bones and limbs and just all kinds of like weird other random creatures that it couldn't quite amalgamate or like morph into or like mold together. Gross. So it's going to be gross. It's going to smell. It's going to be like filled with other creatures that would feed off the dead. Mm -hmm. Like, so those are the kinds of things you would reach before you reach this thing. Right? But yeah. What about you, Casey? You could totally add in some, like, crawling claws and shit if you're trying to go into that thing. Yeah. Stomping feet, because those were hilarious. (laughs) Stomping feet. We love a good stomping foot. Uh Uh-huh. Sorry, Adam. (laughs) The ratings that you guys have on the Undead episode. (laughs) Oh, my God. You're welcome. (laughs) Okay, so 
I think you, an easy, a very easy exploration thing is that you do, like, I, I like that it doesn't care if it breaks off pieces of itself as it moves along, because there's plenty. Yeah. So, yeah, you're, you're discovering, like, feet that have clearly been, like, rolled on and broken off and then, like, shredded off the leg. And arms that, you know, it's like from the elbow down. So you're going along and you're finding all of these things along the way and not understanding what the hell this is coming from. And that's kind of what you're trying to figure out. And you will not expect this thing at the end. No. My thing for exploration here, and I just want to throw out the idea of rolling for a moment. Tracking this thing would be insane because... It's going to look like there were a dozen trolls all moving together in, like, single file almost, right? Yeah, like, you're going to think you're coming up across an army of weird different creatures. Yeah, and it is so much worse than that. Yeah. You're going to find handprints on the ground. Yeah, sometimes, right? right? Like, it's going to be... And, and the whole group is going to go together in a very, very tight group to wherever the massacre, the scene of the dead cow is, right? And so there's big blood smear... But it's not like the trolls walked around it and ate, like, it just, it's clearly one path of trolls as if moving. And so your thought would be, like, hive mind or something, right? Yeah. But no, it's this motherfucker. It's this. It's whatever this is. Yeah. (laughs) And I love it because it's so different. Like, normally when you have a gargantuan creature, you just think of a gargantuan foot. But no, it's just many, it's like a fucking millipede of trolls. Yeah. It's many little feet. Uh, So many feet. So many feats. So Almost as many feats as we have feats episodes. We have a lot of feats episodes. <laughs> there's, there's still one more. No, they there keep, isn't. They keep publishing books. <laughs> it's a thing. You yep. don't kink shame here. <laughs> D&D, D&D players love feats. <laughs> they fucking love the feats. <laughs> love feats. All right. Speaking of feats, combat inspirations. Um, so I like to lean to the fact that, yes, it likes to yeet its limbs at people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I think that if you're going to go to combat with this at a range, it's going to just start throwing body parts at things to grapple them and then roll over top of them. And then, like, hold them in place with all of its other limbs. So it's going to be very, very hard to not be grappled and, like, have to be able to move and kill this thing. Right? Mm-hmm. So, Yeah. Yeah, and I think you're, like, there's absolutely no way your first encounter of this thing is going, like, you'll enter combat, for sure. You can't encounter this thing and then not try and, like, attack it. Mm-hmm. But you are going to be unsuccessful. You are going to have to run away mm-hmm. and, like, retcon your decisions and bring in more allies, get some more powerful shit, and, yeah. like, track this thing. Yeah. I can also imagine, like, when it dies, like, it, like, splits out to all of its pieces, and then you think that you won, but you didn't get that 20 below, and then all of a sudden you see all the body parts wiggling back together. Yeah. Like, yeah. that, we talk about body horror a lot uh, on the Undead, like, series, that's horrific. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like I was talking about before, so say it does that, and then... You know, you something happens and you have to quickly move on and you move up the hill and you look back and the body parts are all gone mm-hmm. because it amalgamated and rolled away. I hate it. <laughs> Gross. I love it. <laughs> I know you do. This is so reminiscent of I'm I'm digging through the folder because that's how I do. Um, you guys did an episode on reanimated body parts. 
Yeah, and they all cling together. Yeah. yeah, there was one that was just this fucking... I'm trying to remember what it was called. Brain in a jar, that's not that. It was... It was a bunch of hands, wasn't it? Yeah. Yep, I remember it. <laughs> I don't remember what episode it was on. Zombies, maybe? Maybe. Was it that long ago? Soul Shaker. That's what it was. It was the Soul Shaker. It was all those just... Arms up to the shoulder, all in a giant like right, like koosh ball almost to fuck it. That takes me back to the nineties. Actually, wow, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, wow. Can hear, I can hear the sound. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yikes. So there we go. Yeah, it's very much that, just more than just hands. Yeah, yeah. So and not undead. And not undead. Um, could make this undead. You could. Did you do? Did you do combat for these guys? She did. Yeah. All right, it's, it's me for coming. Sorry, I got so distracted by trying to remember what, what the what, <laughs> what the, the undead ball one. Yeah, soul what, shaker the was. Ball soul shaker. <laughs> Jesus. Lord. Uh, oh man, Their Gen Z is just so fucking confused right now. Yeah, it's um, like that in slap bracelets. <laughs> <laughs> I I like these guys for combat because their number one thing is that they're throwing the arms as. A bonus action. Mm -hmm. So they're still fucking you up with a pretty potent rend that they have, right? So this is going to be a powerhouse to fight, and it's going to hit a lot. If you want to make it worse, you can do a couple of things to it. One is give it pack tactics with its own limbs. So if someone's adjacent to one of the limbs, then the troll and the limb have, have advantage on attacks. Yeah. Another thing you can do is give it multiple reactions equal to the number of limbs it has. Holy shit. Yeah. Right? But you can still only use one reaction a turn. So somebody runs away from you, get hit by one. But that could happen every single turn within a round, right? Because, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. So, that's uh, that's how I would beef it up a little bit. I honestly think this thing is just going to be a... The only thing they're going to agree on all the heads is eat, fight, hit, kill, right? Yeah. I also feel like because people will think that once they start fighting it, realize how hard it is to kill this thing, they're going to try and run away and also get smacked in the back of the head by oh, an yeah, arm. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Because it just fucking throws its arm. <laughs> <laughs> or just rips off one of its heads and you just get bitten by this flying head. What are you doing? That was Steve. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we need Kevin. <laughs> no, Kevin's gone. No, Kevin. She's <laughs> bowling with Kevin. <laughs> we never needed Gregory anyways. Or. Fucking Gregory. <laughs> This is how, you, as a DM, you give your players the goddamn information that they needed to get. Oh, because they, they get the head and they <laughs> run away. Yeah. <laughs> Just throw us a head. Yeah. Throw Kevin. He's it's lawful like, good. We hate him anyway. It's, yeah. like, it's like, no, we needed Kevin. Throw me Kevin. He's <laughs> running away with us. And, and it's like, you pick it up. It's like, are you Kevin? It's like, oh, hi. hi. And it's like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Because this one has other languages too. I it think. has undercommon under as well. Undercommon, yeah. yeah so like, I love know. the, which means that in theory you run across this in the underdark. Uh, right? yeah, that's the but. that's the shtick. But I love the idea of fucking Kevin's head. This is so embarrassing. I don't know how to feel about this. I'm so sorry. Please do not. My brothers, they are just the worst. I'm so sorry for their, <laughs> the representation of our family. And you get him back to the tavern and he slowly grows a body up, but it's fucking Deadpool style, so it's baby troll body. Ew. <laughs> the movie always gives me PTSD. Really? I hate it so much. Grosses me out. Yay. Yay. More things. Right? All okay. Right. Move on from trolls. All right. <laughs> Moving on from trolls. 
Let's move to a magical land called Eldraine. Something you've never heard before because it's... <laughs> it's like, that's a word I've never heard. <laughs> yeah, because it's not traditionally a D&D term. This is from one of the um, supplements, one of the monstrous compendiums that's yeah. released on D&D Beyond. So every once in a while, they just will decide when there's a new campaign setting or something that happened, some release that needs a little bit more, they will release a, a supplement, a supplemental um, PDF of some sort. It's what the entire series, Legend Lore Online, is all about, where I rip these things apart and tell you why you should not waste your fucking money on them. Yeah. Although some of them are really good. The Monstrous Compendiums are hit and miss. So, okay. um, Eldraine is actually one of the more recent ma uh, Magic the Gathering settings. So just the same way that we got Ravnica and Theros and Strixhaven, mm -hmm. where they tried to bring Magic the Gathering into the D&D world. They're also trying to do it in other ways when they do releases to get D&D &D people to play Magic the Gathering and Magic the Gathering people to play D&D. &D. And so this one was a monstrous compendium that came out even though we didn't get an adventure. There was no book or anything. It was like, oh, hey, we've compiled this and here you go. Here's more monsters. I feel like they were going to do it and then they decided not to and this was what's left, right? They had half a bestiary, so. Yeah. Um... The realm of Eldraine is medieval fantasy realm of castles and knights, fairies, witches, and wild creatures. Big, heavy stress on fairies and witches. The idea here is that on the edge of civilization is Edgewall Keep, and just beyond it is Dunbarrow, a huge marshland full of witches and giant spiders. Oh, so, so fuck that. <laughs> the best and worst of all worlds. So, Ugh. in those marshes lives a special kind of ogre that are some of the newest additions to the wilds of Dunbarrow. But they've adapted over the generations and used some very specific, if a little basic, spellcasting to help them survive. And so I'm talking about the Ogre Chitterlord, which is, it took me a long time to say that word. Without laughing and giggling. Yeah, <laughs> the, the, the Chitterlord. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the Ogre Chitterlord is a little bit more cunning than the average ogre. And this is displayed best by their control over everyone's favorite medieval villain, rats. Great. Yep. Okay. So, whenever a group of ogres gets together to raid a settlement, they send an ogre chitterlord in first so they can call the, all of the rats from far and wide to attack and harass the town folk from within the town as the ogres attack and lay siege. If that fails, then some very simple druidic magic will help where the rats can't. So these guys are... Very basic spellcasters. Compared to a regular ogre, the Chitterlord has slightly better AC, dex, wisdom, charisma, and passive perception, but slightly worse hit points and constitution. And it's not a big deal. They're going to last as long as an ogre does, but they're just more capable during the fight. Hmm. Their strength, intelligence, speed, and dark vision are all the same, but now there are bonuses to animal handling, nature, and wisdom saves because they got to talk to rats. <laughs> Fair. All of this, plus their beefier options uh, during initiative, makes them bump up from a regular Ogre CR2 to a whopping Chitterlord CR3. Woo! I know. <laughs> oh, yeah, and beyond their ability to speak common and giant, they can now speak with rats. Great. And giant rats. Fair. Yep. As for attacks, <laughs> it has multi-attack, while the standard Ogre doesn't. And even though its main attack is just listed as club instead of the Ogre's Great Club, it actually does more damage, increasing the damage dice from D8s to D10s. Also, it has what's called a Rat Tail Whip, which we don't get a picture of. 
and it's not described directly, but it's got 10-foot reach, and that makes me think that they have a number of rat tails all tied together. I was going to say, it's very rat-like. Yeah. That's yeah. disgusting. Yes. Uh, not only does it do 2d8 plus 4 slashing damage, but any creature large or smaller gets dragged 5 feet closer to the Chitter Lord on a successful hit. So it wraps this thing around you. It grapples it, you. Yeah, and then pulls you forward. Yeah. Uh, and that's going to bring targets closer for the slightly more deadly club attack. The multi-attack lets you choose between any two of these attacks as the Ogre Chitter Lord sees fit. On top of that, we have unlimited spell slots for Beast Sense, Druid Craft, and Entangle. One spell slot per day for Animal Messenger and Stinking Cloud, but Animal Messenger only applies to rats. Great. So there's a theme here. I don't know if you caught it yet, but... Rat King. Yeah. Uh, and finally, we have a special bonus action that summons 1d4 giant rats for an hour. And these rats follow the Chitter Lord's commands. Giant rats, by the way, are the size of dogs and can carry diseases. There's even like a little blurb about it. Ooh. Uh, but they are relatively easy to kill. The problem is they come with pack tactics, which gives them advantage on attacks against creatures that are within five feet of an ally of the rats. So they're CR 1-8. You're not doing too much here, but I mean... A horde of these. Yeah, it's yeah. intimidating. Yeah, if they've been summoning them for days, right? If you've got to go into an ogre lair... And you've got to come across all of these giant rats over and over again. This is going to be an issue for a tier one party. I'm imagining like the uh, the Princess Bride forest with the yes unusually sized large rats the or whatever swamp. they're called. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> rats of unusual size. That's the one. <laughs> Wasn't there a cabinet of curiosity about rats as well? Did you guys see that? I've seen a few episodes at your. I think I think you fucking like it. It's it's a weird like. Like, every episode is, like, a different story type thing. Okay. Yeah, so each one is a standalone, unique story. One of them is about this guy that goes underground to kill rats and finds a rat that's the size of a person down there that's birthing rats. And, like, it's really gross and all done with practical effects. And Interesting. It's, yeah, that one you probably wouldn't like, but there's some really, really good ones, and they're all, like, creepy, weird... It's all done by Guillermo del Toro. Yeah, yeah, okay. So that's kind of the feel that you're getting. Nice. Uh, some are stronger than others, and but like it's worth checking out. And it's on Netflix. It's a Netflix. I would say it's a Netflix show. Yeah. Look. The Cabinet of Curiosities. Mm-hmm. So nice. anyway, yeah, that's what we have with the Chitter Lords. There's not a whole lot. There's like a half a page on them. Love that about them. So let's roll some dice. Yay! Oh, yeah. I keep grabbing the black one. It fails me every time. Yes. Adam. Oh, you have a 19, Adam. (laughs) Casey's a 13, and I'm sitting at a 12. So, Adam, you're first. Let's talk about role-playing nonsenses first. These guys are not smart. No. They are not (laughs) smart. And yet they will communicate intelligently with rats. The role-playing here, I honestly believe that you should be able to play with these things and add cranium rats to them. Because cranium rats are rats with... Like, invisible top of the skull so you can see their brains. You what? Mm-hmm. And they're psychic, and they do weird psychic shit. Yeah. And I think, if I remember correctly, they have telepathy, but I might be making that up. Mm-hmm. So, cranium rats are a and d staple. You guys just never run into them because you're never level one yeah. when you fight them, right? But, like, cranium rats are so cool and so weird, and I would absolutely throw them in. Rat folk, too. If you've got, like, like a were-rat... Mm-hmm. And some of the rat folk from uh, I think they're in Curse of Strahd, but there's there are some options there for you to like communicate 
almost telepathically, but like to talk with these, to magically communicate with, with rats. Yeah. And have them be your little messengers. Like the ogre probably wouldn't say anything because it only speaks giant. But maybe the rats spell it out. Hmm? Or point and, and they... <laughs> Run they, it out with your peas. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they, they all like move their bodies to turn into an arrow and point a direction. Yeah, like the fish. Yeah. 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 <laughs> or use Very their cute. tails. Yeah, letters. Oh, long pink tails. That's the creepiest Ass- thing about rats. Assuming they still have them, and the ogre has a heart. <laughs> Made them, them into a for my whip. whip. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can't stop thinking about um, we're like so many shows in this episode. Um, like Ben. Did you guys watch the old old show called Ben? And Ben was a rat. And- no. No. Oh my god. Okay. And this is that it was ended up being somewhat of the uh, leader rat, and they like were invading this town, and they like come out in swarms. But Ben is good, (laughs) (laughs) and befriend and like a kid befriends Ben. No, and yeah. Oh, it's actually like spoiler. It's a very it's very sad at the end. Oh, good. Love that. We love a tragedy. I, 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 it's called Ben? I think it's called Ben. Because there's a movie definitely called Willard, starring Crispin Glover, the very creepy and strange Maybe Crispin Glover. Glover. And there's even, like, Ben. There's, like, a song. Nope, Ben is correct. Ben the film. And then there's a song that went along with it. And so at the time... Is it a kid's show? So, no. So, so, okay, I understand where you're getting Willard from. So the film follows a lonely boy named Danny Garrison who befriends Willard's former pet rat named Ben. So I wonder if so Willard... So what, Willard, Willard was an old movie that got remade with Christian Glover. So is Ben a sequel to maybe, Willard? Maybe. Maybe. Weird. Yep, there you go. Well, we learned something here yep, today. Yep, The internet, everybody. I remember watching that multiple <laughs> times when I was younger. I probably shouldn't have. And That's yeah, weird. Um, was it creepy? It was, it was scary because it was like there were swarms of rats and, you know, shrieking terror. But then, like, Ben. Ben was great. And so I see this as perhaps <laughs> there's like the ogre who just looks after all of the rats in some sort of like nasty, dirty city and lives in his lair, but he brings food for the rats or gets the rats to bring him food. And he's a good guy and he protects the rats and looks after them. <laughs> and then he has a few different like rat leaders and they could be some giant rats. Come on, Adam. I know I'm with, I'm with you 100. <laughs> percent I'm I just, with you. Yeah, I just found out that that it's based on a short novel in 1968 about a large and hyperintelligent rat who seems to have a vindictive, even evil personality. It got turned into the movie Willard 1971 and the sequel Ben 1972. Okay. Then the remake with weird Christian Glover uh, in 19 or er, in 2003. Mm. Um, this is a series I have no idea. You guys are on your own. <laughs> On your own planet for Really? This one. You're not all about the rat movies, man? No, you know, out of all the things I've watched in my life, this is not one of those. <laughs> it's so strange. Um, but I'm with you on the sense where I, I like the the good side of this. Yeah. I, all I can think of is like Peter Piper. And like he was the one that saved a town one time for like pulling all these rats out of this city. The Pied Piper. Pied Piper, sorry. Yeah, Peter Piper picked a peck. Pepper, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was trying to figure out what the yeah. rhyme was. Yeah. But yeah, so I like again, at one point in time in history, this guy went through and helped clear out all these rats, ended up in the mountains by himself over time, just like became like weathered and willowed and then just became an ogre of some kind. 
And then that's what now lives in the mountains. And now he's vindictive against the town that forgot about him. Even My only friends him. are rats. That's the thing. But he saved this town. And now he's vindictive against them Ooh. in his old age. Yeah. And so then starts sending the rats down to like... Because the rats are now larger. There's were-rats. Again, he has a collective that's lived with him forever. Mm-hmm. And now he's using them against the town. That would yeah. be a really fun, like, role-playing, like, plot hook that you can use. Or just, like, again, a cute little one-shot that you can This use. is my wife, Marabeth. And he holds up a rat. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> she makes and it it's, great. It's the only one with the tail still. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you know it's her when you go into battle. Yeah. yeah. Find the one with the tail. <laughs> oh, Lord. Actually, you could look to uh, the most recent Suicide Squad movie as well. It had a rat catcher in it, and she was... Also never seen those. You know, you could skip the first one, but I think you'd like the second one. It's fucking weird as all hell. In, in all the right ways. Good. Speaking of throwing limbs, incidentally. Great. Yeah, that are still alive, <laughs> incidentally. Uh, amazing. Um, what about exploration items? Adam, you're first. I mean, rats. <laughs> so many rats. You're, you're going to smell it a mile away. The rat piss alone mm. is going to be an issue. This ogre stinks. Just absolutely stay. I also picture that the ogre doesn't walk anywhere. He just sits cross-legged on the ground and all the rats come up underneath him and carry oh, him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I also imagine that like he made me wearing a cloak, but the cloak is just made out of rats. Or, like live rats. Ew. <laughs> I, I, it's just a regular cloak and he keeps reaching into it and producing rats like a magician with <laughs> yeah. rabbits or doves. <laughs> Ah, see, I see it as... (laughs) Sorry, the cloak of many rats. No! That's, yeah. (laughs) And each one is a different, has a different ability. (laughs) Oh, God. And they can rip them off. (laughs) Yeah, just a bunch of different patches. He's like, I need one that can see in the dark. I need one that can breathe fire for some fucking reason. Yeah, gross. Oh, Lord. What about you, Casey? Exploration. Okay, well, I see it as, um, like, you know, how... Usually it's spiders, sorry, Megan, where like little rodents or little insects run all over a body. Mm-hmm. You know, I see the ogre as like w- the first uh, visual of the ogre is once you've like delved into the lair, you've gone into the sewers and you've had to go seek out, follow the rats back to mm-hmm. try and talk to this ogre. And the first visual you see is, like, all of the rats just, like, covering. And, like, it looks like its body's moving, but it's just rats all over it. I see it as uh, going with the ogre isn't necessarily bad that you need to go find the leader of the rats. And you don't necessarily know what kind of creature it is. And it turns out to be this ogre. (laughs) I love the idea that you can interact with this ogre first a couple of times and like it's not a good guy but like you might be able to get a couple of interactions and then as time goes on he's just covered in more and more rats till by the time that you finally have to fight him you it's just rats you just mm-hmm. see rats in the in like a swarm it's got like of an a, extra fi- like film of yeah armor around him. Uh, yeah like that's yeah. what that yeah and the ac goes up a point because of the rat barrier yeah absolutely Great, yeah. and and as you hack away, the rats fall dead off of them, and then the armor drops. And that's a really cool, like, multi-level dynamic encounter you can get into. But then when you kill the last rats, you find out that underneath is just a skeleton, and the rats have been u- moving him yeah. for the oh, last, like, three or four gross. days. Because he was originally there, and they just they just took over. Yeah. 
Amazing. Ew. Okay, before we get too far into combat tactics with these, I just want to mention one thing for exploration that I have an idea for. Yeah. Is, especially when it comes to the environment that they live in, if there's going to be rats compiled in one condensed area, the predators of those rats would be present. So you're going to see a larger increased, like, amount of birds... Like, things that would normally pick these things off of the ground. Like, like field scavengers. Yeah. Like scavengers, yeah. hawks, those things. You're going to find these all over the place. This could be the first thing you encounter before you encounter this, is that every tree has a bird on it. Mm-hmm. Before and you get to the Chitter Lord, you must go through the wave of cats. The wa- Yeah, right. <laughs> so many cats. But, and they're all huge, because they're not even mice, they're eating rats. Oh my god, they're so fat. <laughs> <laughs> can, we, can we get a stat block for Mo? No, Momo, Momo yeah. stat block. Yeah, okay. yes. he's gonna be a wizard though. You know that, right? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Old man Mo. Yeah, I love it. But yeah, like we can move right into combat combat options. It's interesting because like there's spell casting, but it's the only thing that's really important there is stinking cloud. Yeah. Um, which leans right into the fact you're gonna smell these fucking rats. So I uh, I don't know. It, it fights like an ogre. Yeah. It's a little bit stronger. It does a little bit more damage, but like... It's not going to back down. It's going to just go in and fight. And... Yeah, it's going to be an ogre. And it's going to be enraged when it sees its friends dying. Mm-hmm. That's the thing, right? It's like, it's 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 going to be the last one there. Unless it's like running away and like, flee my pretties! And then it goes off <laughs> and the rats scatter, right? So, yeah. So. Or, or... um. You are trying to navigate your way through all of the rats, and then you act, and like you've been warned, do not kill any of the rats. Because <laughs> that's gonna have its vendetta against you. Yeah. And then you and actually then, step on one. And your fucking barbarian accident does, fails a deck save. Deck saves at the beginning of every round. <laughs> squashes a pancake rat, and it's like, oh no. Shit. <laughs> My bad, yo. And then you just hear this rumble, like, oh, you've killed. And then it's like what looked like a nor- like a, a smaller heap all of a sudden raises into this giant yeah. ogre from like oh my god, the pits. Yeah. there you go. Oh. I like the idea too of the, you having all of like your Goliath and your hobgoblin and your orc players, and then the fucking gnome in the background looking at this sea of rats and giant rats going no. Just, just fuck it now. I'm not doing it. Yeah. Carry me. Yeah, yeah. Put me in your backpack. I am done. Hard pass. You know, I said you're not allowed to carry me. Change my mind. Yeah. Today's the exception. Lift Pick me, me up. up. Yeah. Please reach my knee. No. Yeah. Throw at my waist. Actually, the, the giant rat looks you square in the fucking eyes. Yeah. Like, Oh, I like that we're talking about how it's going to be like this weird, I love my my rats kind of thing. But now I'm like thinking I would like the idea that it just throws rats at you like projectiles. <laughs> <laughs> Either they're precious or they're like fodder. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but my, did you know my rats can fly? It just throws them. Yeets rats. <laughs> yeah. Just the ones that do have the tails, he like throws them like slingshots. Just yeah. Like. I love, he's in the middle of talking to you and he just picks up a rat and he's just holding it in his hand talking to you and then takes a bite out of it and keeps yeah. talking. 100% it would yeah. be food. Yeah. Rats are food. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, any final thoughts on this before we uh, move on? Lots, but you don't want to hear them. No, I don't. They just get grosser and grosser. Alright team, so before we finish off this episode, let's have a short info break. 
If you've been inspired by the conversation in this episode, please feel free to reach out and share your creativity and ideals with us and the rest of the community. You can reach us on Facebook and Instagram or on our subreddit, r slash it's a mimic, where we keep a place for you to ask mailbag questions as well as our episode guide. Also, if you're feeling particularly generous, please follow and subscribe and leave us positive reviews, likes, and comments. Engagements like that help us pop up on search engines and keep this show running. So I'm finally on a Giants episode, so <laughs> so what kind of wine should we have been drinking? Uh, so I feel like this one would have been really hilarious to be like a barefoot wine, just because we're talking about like limbs, like yes. a lot of just like severed limbs, but I'm going to yeah. Google up like rat-themed wines now. <laughs> well, what about the troll? What about limb-themed wines? Um, let's have a look. Or do we go into like... A fortified wine that used to be wine, but you've like melded it into a different. Oh, that's a good thing. idea because of the trolls. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my god, it would be yeah, it would be a, a sip of every wine we ever drank for every episode <laughs> in one cup. Huh. <laughs> oh no, thank you. I will never <sighs> king's cut my way through an evening ever again. I, I feel like. I- like now I have to with wine. We're gonna have to get a bottle of wine. Like we have the list now of all the wines yes. we drank for. It's up on the website. It yeah. is of all the Giants episodes. Again, we we drink pretty cheaply, other than the final bottle we drank. Yeah, and it was, it was like terrible. the least. <laughs> best it was the worst wine we ever had. Um, but yeah, I would do a sip of every wine in the in. I would King's Cup that Ooh. to celebrate the finality of Be- all these Giants episodes. Like because it's wine, and you did like, did you guys do mostly reds, right? Ah, uh, we did a combo. It was a mix. We had yeah. some rosés in there and some whites for sure. And this would end up being a rosé mash by it the end of it. It would be, yeah. I would say so. And then topped off a little bit of an ice wine because of when we did Frost Yeah, and then there was, a, there was a sake. Let's <laughs> not forget the creamy oh, yeah. sake. Oh, no. <laughs> we did a weird no. cream sake for when we did Oni. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Lord Yeah, suddenly this became a bad idea. You guys <laughs> are on your own. Yeah. I don't even like wine in the first place, so. Well, you're going to hate that. <laughs> I do. (laughs) Fair enough. (sighs) Anyway, that's all for this part of our discussion on trolls in D&D 5th edition. Please take a second to engage with a like, follow, comment, and a review to help push our engagement. And don't forget to subscribe to find future inspirations for your campaigns. If you'd like to support us, we have a store with some merch and a donate button on our website at www.itsamimic.com, as well as a Patreon. This episode and others can also be found on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, and most other podcast apps. Thanks for listening to It's a Mimic, where you never know what you're going to get. This has been an It's a Mimic production. Please check the show notes for this episode to see links, time codes, and credits. And don't forget to reach out and share your own inspiration. Talking about trolls today. Talk about trolls. Did we both today. bring our books today? Yeah, we did. All three of us got books. Yay. It's like the first D and D book that I bought in years. Like, don't get me wrong, I bought it because we were doing an episode about it, and I was like, I really want. And I and heard there was misprints, so I'm like, now I have to buy it. Um, but I'm also very happy with it because I'm using, as I was telling Casey over here, I'm using it for inspiration for the campaign that I'm trying to run. So I'm very. Excited. Oh, pray tell. 
So I'm running a, uh, in the world of Rokugan, there is uh, Marinade, which is basically the UK Europe version of Rokugan. Um, and we have run a campaign in there, but it's more high fantasy, westernized, like fantasy, what we're used to when you play D&D. Mm-hmm. So we played half a campaign there once in with the L5R rulebook and as samurai. And then afterwards, I, like Roman, I had a conversation. I was like, hey, like this would be better with regular D&D, like in this particular realm of the world. Yeah, medieval, like <clears throat> medieval European. Yeah, so, I, so we basically built Game of Thrones of the European cultures. So there's like the French, like the Spanish, there's Italian, there's, and they all have their own families and their own stakes. So I've been doing a lot of writing and I'm going to be using a lot of inspiration from the Giants books. Nice. Because I felt like that would fit really well into, like, their histories. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah. And a lot of stuff from Storm King's Thunder, too. Like, the Norse stuff. So, it'll be interesting. Anyways, that's what I've been doing lately. Prepping for that shit. I'm trying to think if there's another book that's gonna, like, really support that. I was gonna do um, the uh, Mythic of Odysseus, like, Odysseus, like the... Uh, oh, yeah, the Greek. The Greek stuff. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. Odysseys of Theros. That, that's Theros actually, would be good, too. Yeah, that's yeah. really, really good. That's the that's all the greek theme stuff. Mm-hmm. You've got... We also just went to go see that um, Hades, Hades Town musical. Did you see it? We went to go see it. Cried the whole fucking time like a child. <laughs> it was it was emotionally like traumatizing, but also very like inspiring. Like the story of Orpheus is a very yeah is common knowledge and common tale. But like it was neat to see the differences and the changes they did to make you think there would be a different ending, and there wasn't. <laughs> he oh, no. still turns around, guys. <laughs> Mieka is desperate to go see it, and it was on Broadway, and yeah. she couldn't get anyone to go up to New York with her. Oh. So she oh, was, man. I'm like, go by yourself, just do it. She's like, I'm not driving to New York by myself. Yeah, but. it was so good. Cried the whole fucking time. And also, like, the man who played Hades, the first note out of his voice was very baritoned, and, like, my, like you could feel the whole, all the women in the audience just shudder, <laughs> and Roman's like, I felt that from here, Megan. I'm like, get out of my brain. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh. <laughs> no, it was really, really well done. Um, it makes me want to go see more musicals, but I also know my emotional heart can't handle it. I don't know what it is about musicals, that they need to make you cry. Ugh, every, like, I've cried in most, most musicals I've yeah. seen. The emotions are heightened, then they sing, it's intense. Yeah. <sighs> no. The drama. <laughs> the drama of it all. Anyways. <clears throat> so you will be proud. I have a cold open. Nice. Nice. <laughs> nice. Nice. Mark the calendar. Today's the first day. Can I be a total pain in the ass and get you guys to swap spots? Because you are a good solid foot and a half away from yeah. further away than that. Absolutely. Yes. All right, we're going to Megan's go. redlining and I'm not yeah. loud enough. All right, yeah. here yeah. we go. <laughs> you get the squishy chair. Fine. <laughs> out, of, out of the heavier of the two of us, this sounds great. Drink swap. Yeah, we're going to do an alcohol switcheroo. Okay, that's yours, and that's mine. Oh, I forgot the tinkle of the ice cubes. That's okay. We'll just remember to hold up a finger when you need a beverage. I will will go stealthily. Do you need your book immediately? Mm -mm. I don't need it. I only only brought it for, like, emergencies. Okay. So if we have a book out, we have a book out. Well, and are you doing... Oh, yeah, and I have the page for both of ours today. Yeah, I'm on that page, too, so... Really? Yeah. <coughs> Weird. Boop, boop, boop. Trolls. Trolls. Just you're the outlier. It's fine. Suck it. 
Go suck a troll. <laughs> but which appendage? <laughs> oh, it's got more than one. All uh, right. Yeah. <laughs> These ones today. Oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs> Like King's Cup wine. King's Cup and, wine. And yeeting rats. Rat yeets. <laughs> there totally was a song that went along with the Ben show. Now I have to look it up sometime. Well, that's it. Fly my little dragons. Have a fantastic day.